It's the MC's Country Cafe Coaches Show with Jeff Blankman. Thank you very much, Lance, and good Saturday morning, everybody, and welcome here to the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We're going to talk with a couple of football coaches, Ryan Steinkamp. They were very happy last night as Kemper picks up a win. Craig Rowetter will join us with the Carroll Tankers. They suffered their first loss of the season. Deb Danner talks about their swim meet for the Carroll Girls Swim Team last Thursday. Rusty Wintermote, the Kemper volleyball coach, had to join us about halfway through the show. Michaela Klink from the Carroll Volleyball Team also will be in a little bit later on this morning. We'll wrap things up with Thomas Nelson from the Kemper Cross Country. They had a really, really good meet over at West Central Valley, winning both the girls' and boys' individual championships. But let's start off this morning with the scoreboard from last night. Uh, in Class 3A, District 1, Carroll Falls to Gilbert 27-14. Tigers sitting 1-1 one and one on the season. Wesu Hayward rolls by Sioux Center 58-14. Central Lines Ridge Little Rock blanks Sergeant Bluff Luton 42-0. MOC Floyd Valley over Unity Christian 34-7. Western Christian knocked off Boyden All Rock Valley 45-20. And Lamar's shut out Bishop Heelan 28-0. And yes, folks, you heard that right. Both Sergeant Bluff Luton and Boyden Hole Rock Valley both 0 and 2 on the season. Class 1A District 8 Kemper moves to 2 and 0 on the season. They outscore Atlantic 27 to nothing after Atlantic had scored on their first possession of the second half. The Knights then 27 unanswered points uh, to win it 37 to 22. Esac falls to Ridgeview 12 to 3. It was uh, Eagle Grove over Maple Valley Antonoto Charter Oak 30 to 20. Trainer knocked off Tri Center 34-22. It was uh, Cherokee over West Monona 52-30, and Underwood rolls by Clorinda 59-22. South Central Calhoun suffers their first setback of the season in Class 1A District 2. They lose to Pocahontas area 30-6. It was Sioux Central over Manson Northwest Webster 42-13. ACGC downs Woodward Granger at 34-30. Clarion Goldfield Dows beat Belmont Clemmy 42-0. South Hamilton rolls past at South Hart. 44-14. Class A District 8, Icam Manning falls to 0-2 with a 26-18 loss to Westwood of Sloan. Lawton Bronson knocked off Missouri Valley 65-0. Woodbury Central cruises by Loma 41-6. Eight-man District 1, Kingsley Pearson over Arweva 67-19. Rockets now 0-2 on the year. Glenn Ralston 1-1 on the season. They fall to GTRA 50-8. It was uh, Remsen St. Mary's beating River Valley 60-6. And New Alfonda Black Blanks, Siouxland Christian, 72 to nothing. Eight-man at District at 10. Audubon picks up their first win of the year. They go to 1-2 and two overall. They beat uh, Booyer Valley, handled them last night, 50-13. to 13. Coon Rapids Bear now 1-1 one one on the year. They roll past Woodward Academy, 77-14. Caminita knocked off Woodbine, 56-16. And it was West Harrison over Xyrocrin Kimbledon by a final of 35-32. to 32. We'll step away back with more of the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We'll talk with a very happy Ryan Steinkamp. From the Kemper football team, they picked up that win last night again down in Atlantic. We'll chat with them about that when we come back next. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. 
Back here at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show talking Kemper football right now as head coach Ryan Fankamp joins us after a really nice 37-22 victory over Atlantic on Friday night. Coach, first of all, congrats and appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday morning. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Coach, uh, what a win last night. Uh, that first half was back and forth, back and forth. Really a, a well-played defensive first half. They go up 15-10 to 10 at the halftime. Uh, you guys got the opening field goal after Trevor Ryle got that early interception. Uh, as you look back on that game and stuff last night, uh, how much, even though you ended up winning, did you really want that? I know you wanted that touchdown off that first interception there by Trevor. Oh, you know, I... You know, because of the turnover, you, you want to get points and make that staple. And that, that field goal came into play, keeping it a two-score uh, two, two game. I mean, obviously we had a great field position with one of that one. But, you know, I, first, first field goal attempt of the year, and I thought mm-hmm. the line did a great job. You know, Tommy, uh, Houseman did a great job holding it. Like, so it's just good for that confidence, too. So it's like I kind of like doing that early, is getting that, get that first one out of the way. And, and Tommy's a good kicker for yeah. you. He's done a nice job. I thought he did a good job on the kickoff last night. Very well. nice job, yep. Atlantic comes back, though. They drive down the field. Uh, they go up 7-3, to three, but you guys answer with a really good drive, able to kind of mix in some passes with some run plays there. What started to work for you offensively? What were you guys seeing that, that was working for you in the first um, half? You know, they were in the box up, too, so we knew we kind of had the edges a little bit, some short passing games. You know, we got uh, uh, DJ rolling out there and just kind of letting, letting the kids make plays, too. You know, if he was scrambling, our guys, you know, they, those guys that play a lot of football together, you know, just backyard ball and stuff like that too. So they, they know each other. <laughs> a lot of times, a couple of those touchdowns were like, we didn't draw that up. That was just the, <laughs> that was just the kids being kids too. So it's great seeing them doing that and have that confidence in them. Had the lead late in the first half. They drive down though, score a touchdown with 22 seconds left. 21 seconds left actually in the in the first half. They had scored with 22 seconds left in the first quarter. Um, they go for the onside. You guys trail 15-10 at the half. Then they recover the onside but don't score. They get the ball to start the second half. I think it was two plays, and, and they get a long touchdown pass where they got in behind. And I thought coverage was pretty good on that. Yeah, but there, 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 there was a little miscommunication there, too. And that's what I, you know, I talked to DB about it. You know, he, he obviously didn't want to give that play up. And he, he thought he had inside help. And it, it, technically, he could have, should have maybe. It, 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 a little bit of miscommunication. And like, it, was, it was a coaching point, too. Like, okay, now now we know that we're in, when they're in this formation, they guess. So, you know, it is, it is what it is, but they you know the kids bounce back from it too, and you know, and that you know, and then our, um, you know, that's that was Houseman, but he got out there and he had a great, did a great job on kickoff, great job on kick. He was down there, first guy there, so and he's, he's a tough little, tough little dog out there, and I, I, I love him. So he, he he'll bounce back and he'll do a great job. Talk about the defensive effort and what you guys were able to do last night. Because you shut them out after that. You're down 22-10. I told you last night after the game, I think I surprised you a little bit. You had scored, outscored them 27 to nothing after falling down 22-10 to to pick up the win last night. So what did the defense do well? Because I thought Atlantic still was able to move the ball a little bit, but they yep. weren't able to finish it. They, they were able to. I mean, they're still with the change. Atlantic being such an explosive team. We, uh, you know, we talked about that. Our, our goal was don't give up the big play. You know, we gave up that one big one. But that's like keep it in front of us keep in front of us, make them move the sticks because, you know, they eventually they're going to like to take a shot. And we made a lot of great plays on the ball. I know um, and they, and their O-line did a great job. And they, the quarterback, I mean, we, we did not get any, we didn't come close to getting a sack on him tonight. Right. So, you know, they're, so okay, they did a great job pass protecting. That was very good O-line. And they, and they still run, they still ran, I don't know what the stats were, but they still got chunk yards on the run game on us too. So we had, mis- we had a mix up between a three and four front. Um, but the kids did a great job responding and just, uh, just communicating with us. So they go up 22 to 10 on that touchdown. You guys score in two deep passes. What did you guys see that you knew you could get over the top at that point? Just let, let our kids make plays. I mean, that's just, you know, like, you know, we kind of have a few shot downs. We're like, okay, a certain situation, like, all right, let's take a shot, go for it. You know, they're doing. 
the kids the kids have been responding you know it's just it's just letting our, letting our kids be kids and you know let, letting them have fun too and, and a, lot, a lot of those guys they, they make those plays in practice and a lot of our scout team players make those plays that's what we've had a very very good scout team this year and those kids are taking pride in that and that's definitely made our, our varsity guys a lot better being prepared for that you pull within five, um, they get the ball, looks like they're driving, they fumble, you recover, they get a penalty on it for some unsportsmanlike. You guys take that shot, Carson Canney makes the catch in the end zone, all of a sudden you're up 24-22. You were really proud last night of Carson on that catch. Yeah, because I know so he's been doing that during scout team all, all year. You know, we kind of have a, a joke, like you get, you get added to his list and stuff like that too. And, you know, in the first half he had one where, you know, could have, should have been caught type deal. But I'm like, hey, he'll bounce back. He's a tough kid. That I, I told the coaches, hey, we got to get him back out there another time. And he made, he made a great opportunity for that too. And, you know, our whole, whole side was excited for him, and no, but no one was surprised. We knew, we knew he could do that and stuff. I thought you guys made a nice move to Logan Siebenhaller. They really looked like they were spying on him. You brought Taven Ami, a little bigger guy, a little yeah. more physical. He ran the ball well when he T- came in second half. Tay did, Tay did great. You know, I mean, having a one-two punch with those two guys at running backs is, is special. You know, Tay did a great job. You know, he's patient, ran hard. Um, he did a great job protecting the ball. He caught a few passes. Did yep. it, I mean, it was, it, it was great to see him kind of back out there after going through some injuries. Talk to you a little bit about DJ Vanami last night. He made the one bad decision there on the final possession where he threw the interception. But I thought, for the most part, last night he made really good decisions, even on the option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's we, you know I know Clink has spent a lot of time with him too, and you know him and him and Cooper Pop worked together a lot too. It's great to have those two guys um, working working with each other. So you know that like, I don't uh, those those guys those guys spend a lot of film, do a lot of film together too, and it's definitely it's definitely paying off. Coach, you wrap it up with a Chris Moore pick six, um, about a 70-yard or somewhere in that vicinity last night. Um, you were you know, were talking last night. You kind of saw it. You, you were kind of yelling at him to get him there. Uh, how did that play develop and work out for you guys? You know they were you know they were they were they were chunking us there. We had we had a tough time guarding that in our zone in our zone defense. You know that's one play that we're vulnerable. And you know he was he was creeping up to the line too much. I just told him get back to 10 yards and just keep that route in front of you. And he. He, he did it and jumped it, and it, it, was, it was great to see. What's this win mean for this team to be 2-0 right now? Um, you know, it, it just feels good. You know, we're, our, our motto this year is that I'm saying I'm playing this every single week, Jeff. It's respect <laughs> all, fear none. And, you know, at first I don't think our guys respected Atlantic enough, and, but they, they responded well. But Atlantic is a heck of a ball club. But each week, you know, just take care, take care of each, each week one game at a time is our, is our main focus. Green County coming up this Friday at home. What do you got to do to go get the win there? Um, we we, we got to be disciplined again. You know, they're 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 well coached. You know, Coach Duncan over there has done a great job with that program. They've won a lot of games. We just we just got we just got to be ready. Sorry. We just got to be ready to go for them because you know they they got our number the last couple of years too, and I think it's just uh, you know it's kind of a rivalry game a little bit. They're close, they're close by, and um, our kids know each other very well, so it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a fun, exciting atmosphere at home. Well, coach, congratulations on the two and zero start and on the big win last night. Appreciate you joining us here and enjoy your weekend. Awesome, thanks a lot, Jeff. You met Ryan Steinkamp again, the head coach with the Gamber Knights again. They win last night, thirty-seven twenty-two against Atlantic on the road. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Craig Rowetter set to join us next. We'll talk about their loss last. Night to Gilbert. It's time to discover the difference between a good tractor and a great one with the Fent 900, the ultimate row crop tractor, specifically engineered to take performance, efficiency, and operator comfort to the next level, giving you more uptime, less downtime all the time with a three-year full machine warranty and three years of scheduled maintenance. It's Fent, it's time, and it's here. Learn more at Fent.com. Hi, this is Lane Robinson. Visit one of our locations in Irwin, Corning, or Pocahontas, or visit us at RobinsonImplement.com, where service isn't a word, it's our number one product. Kick off your fall with Labor Day savings at Lowe's. 
Save $50 on a Lowe's exclusive Charbroil Performance Series 4-Burner Gas Grill, just $2.99. Plus, get three one-cubic-foot bags of Stay Green Garden Soil for just $10. Stay Green provides time-released nutrients based on the amount of moisture in the soil, so plants get what they need when they need it. Shop Labor Day Savings now at Lowe's. Offers valid through 9-7. While supplies last, soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Welcome back to Earth, folks. We hope you enjoyed your eight and a half minutes in orbit. Technology lets you vacation in space, but to get work done on Earth, you need more than technology. You need CDW to design and manage a Cisco hybrid work solution that delivers the same secure network experience to all your satellite offices. And with consistent connectivity that empowers your team, they can collaborate from any space. And no, you can't keep the helmet. Cisco makes hybrid work possible. CDW makes it powerful. Learn more at cdw.com slash Cisco. MC Country Cafe coaches, you're rolling on on this uh, Saturday morning as we talk with uh, Carroll Head football coach Craig Rowetter. They fall last night to Gilbert. Uh, coach, uh, appreciate you joining us here early on this Saturday morning. Yeah, you bet, Jeff. Thanks for thanks for having me. Coach, tough one for you guys last night. I hate to put it this way, but uh, everything that maybe went right for you the week before sounds like it didn't go right for you guys uh, last night. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's uh, one way to put it. We were. Uh, you know, we started out quick. We got the first touchdown on the board uh, for the night, and so we thought things were maybe to going our way. And um, you know, the thing that we didn't do last week at all was was have a turnover, and uh, we ended up losing the turnover battle uh, last night, and that kind of um, put us behind the eight ball a couple times. And um, you know, we didn't quite establish the run like we would have wanted to and then uh and credit to gilbert they they did you know they kind of gave us uh, a little dose of our own medicine and so we'll uh something we'll get the tape the film on and you know learn from it and get ready for next week uh, coach able to move the ball early i know you guys got the first touchdown how did things work what was going well for you offensively early uh yeah offensively we actually got a nice uh, punt return um out of zigman to set us up in pretty good field position and then we put um the big boys you know, up in we brought Tate Peterson in and kind of did our uh, our heavy package, and um, they started. Then they had an answer for that too. They, you know, they brought in a, a fifth D lineman, and they were just kind of submarine and um, underneath, so we couldn't drive them off the ball. And so we uh, they had about eleven guys within five line, five yards of the line of scrimmage. So uh, we did a little play action and got the got our tight end Evan Hammer. Um, he got behind the the secondary guys there for the, for our first touchdown to jump out to a, a seven nothing lead. What did you learn about the passing game and, and maybe even with the tight ends tonight? Uh, we knew you know we knew going in uh, we have a couple good tight ends. They you know Evan started last year for us as a sophomore and um, Peyton probably could have but we had some you know Gus Carlson a year ago uh, was a senior and. He, you know, he was, so we didn't, we'd play Peyton on defense, and that was one way we could kind of keep those guys from having to go both ways. And, um, so no, we've, I've been confident in our tight end positions all year long, and, uh, they run good routes, and Jack, Jack finds them pretty, you know, regu- regularly, and, um, you know, it's just something that we'll continue to develop as the season goes on. Coach uh, Gilbert able to tie the game up, I think, uh, there in the first half. How did you feel at halftime, uh, and what stood out for you about the way you guys played in the first half? Um, you know, we were a little disappointed there, giving up the score before half. We had <laughs> it was, I think, it was a 
like a halfback passing that we rep multiple times. I mean, it didn't fool anybody, and um, yet they still got behind us uh, to give up that score. You know, we had actually thrown an interception um, down about the 30-yard line, I think, going in on a fourth down um, where we went for it that kind of gave them decent field position. Um, so we didn't help matters. Our offense didn't help matters in, in that facet. But, uh, you know, so we were disappointed, I guess, giving up that score. We thought we should have been ahead at half. And then uh, we, you could tell they were starting, you know, the the heat and humidity was kind of taking an effect on our, our big guys up front that were going both ways. So we had to kind of develop a try to establish some kind of a sub pattern uh, to get some of those guys some breaks. But, uh, you know, we seven, seven ball game at halftime. And, uh, you know, we definitely thought we were still, you know, going to be able to pull her out, but just came up short. What did they do differently in the, in the second half uh, to slow you guys down? Um, not a whole lot, to be honest. I mean, like I said, they, we actually came out, um, we wanted to still establish with our three back set and um, grind it out a little bit. We had altered some blocking scheme to hit it a little bit wider since they were diving inside. Um, and then, unfortunately, right first snap, uh, a bad exchange between the center and quarterback and fumble the first first play and set them up inside the 20, and they, they score on them. Uh, missed assignment from our secondary, and so now all of a sudden we're down. Seven, so uh, um, you know I kind of took us back a little bit, took the momentum away from us, and so then we had to had to regroup and try to uh, battle back. How'd the defense play? I know people are going to look and see you gave up twenty-seven, but it sounds like field position turnovers hurt you guys. How'd the defense play? Yeah, defense. You know they they did their jobs for the most part. We we. Uh, Got caught peeking in the backfield a little bit, I think, in our secondary, and um, gave up some some passes that we probably shouldn't have, and we'll get that hammered out this week in practice. But um, you know, up front, and we, and we made some adjustment. We jumped into a five man line a little bit when we knew they were had their two bigger backs. Um, you know, whenever you get the the running backs with the sixty numbers and the fifty numbers in the lineman back there. You know it's gonna um, better bring in an extra D lineman. So we, uh, you know, we made some uh, alignment changes uh, just to slow down the the run game from them, and um, you know, so the, and they were on the field quite a bit too, just as far as uh, you know, between both field position and then not our offense. Not uh, once we were down two scores, we had to go to a little air a little bit more than what we wanted to. So. Um, overall, you know, the defense, we just got to try to maybe force some more turnovers. And now we've gone two games without forcing a turnover. So we got to, we got to figure that out. Coach, uh, I, I know you're sitting one and one right now, so probably like, rather be two and oh, as everybody would, but, um, happy right now, even though it's coming off a loss, uh, happy where you're at going into this third week and, and just figuring out some of the things you have to tweak after last night. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm really happy, I guess, but, <laughs> you know, I feel, I felt like we should be 2-0, but, um, we, you know, at the beginning of the, you know, off season, I guess, with knowing some of the key positions, um, where we're starting some sophomores at, you know, yeah, I think maybe it was reversed, uh, 
you know, some of the mistakes we made last night, um, you thought maybe would have been week one instead of week two. And, um, cause man, they look, you know, they look sharp that opening night. Um, and then it seemed like some of those kind of first year mistakes or first year starter mistakes came out last night instead. But yeah, we're not, I mean, I even said after week one, it wasn't, you know, that week one game wasn't going to make or break our season. Um, you know, neither is week two. Obviously, you want to win every game you play, but we're still, you know, in position to uh, have a say in the, you know, the district race. And um, speaking of the district, you know, that kind of is looking, <laughs> looking all sorts of yeah. uh, scrambled up too now. With uh, I would have, I'm not a gambler, but I would have lost a lot of money if uh, you were going to tell me Boyd Hall, Rock Valley, and Sergeant Bluff Luton are both 0 and 2 right now. Absolutely. Yeah, total shock on that, Coach. Uh, one more non-district game. We've got Thomas Jefferson down in Council Bluffs next week. What are you looking at with them? Um, you know, I haven't gotten tape on, or I haven't pulled the tape on them right now. I, I think they are going to want to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, I think they got a new coach. I know they got a new coach um, for this year, so they're. I think they're more of a, a spread team throwing it around. So we'll see. They graduated a really good quarterback um, last year. I'm not sure who his or who they're, you know, going to replace him with. But I know they played us tough last year at our place, and we'll have to go on the road for a little two-hour jaunt down to Council Bluffs. But um, you know, we'll try to, like I said, we'll figure out what we didn't do so well last night and uh, look to improve. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us here on this Saturday morning. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and looking forward to catching up with you next week. Yeah, I'll give a, a quick uh, happy birthday shout-out to my daughter Olivia. Big old uh, 16th birthday today. Her and my her and my wife are driving up to the Mall of America, so I don't know. If <laughs> they did have that plan before um, we got knocked off last night, so they're getting out of Dodge and I'll have the rest of them at home. But happy birthday, Olivia, and go Tigers. Yeah, happy birthday to your daughter, Olivia, as well. Hopefully have fun up in Minnesota. Coach, appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. Head coach again, Craig Rowetter, with the Carroll football team, back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up here on KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. MC Country Cafe coaches who rolls on on this uh, Saturday morning as we're going to talk at uh, Carroll Girls Swimming as head coach Deb Danner joins us here this morning. And, Coach, uh, good to catch up with you again. Yeah, it's always good to be here. You know, I talk to you for about eight, nine months out of the year, and then you get a break from me for a while. So I uh, appreciate, yeah, you you appreciate you always <laughs> being willing to come back on for another eight or nine months, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> coach, you guys finally got your season underway this last uh, Thursday. Had to make that long road trip uh, down to Council Bluffs to open up against uh, Lewis Central. Uh, a young team this year. You've got some really good swimmers on that. I think we saw that in some of the relays and the depth that you have made maybe in some of the, the freestyle events. But your overall thoughts first on how the girls swam uh, Thursday down at Lewis Central. Um, you know, the, the meet was not a bad meet. Um, we have a very young team. So it, it's kind of the whole 
first meet, jitters going on. Um, you know, we, we have a few seasoned swimmers, and they did a very good job. But, um, you know, it's good to get that done out of the way, and now we can actually start moving on with our season. Um, you know, just it's it's a little different coming from a summer league um, into high school. So, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're nervous about things. And, uh, you know, I think they handle things very well, and uh, now they're ready to move on and, and actually start competing. Who stood out for you or what stood out for you about the meet? Yeah, um, you know, our 200 free relay did an amazing job. Um, uh, you know, Haley led us off with a great swim. Amelia did fantastic. She's really looking good this year. Um, you know, so I guess right now I would say Amelia is, is kind of who I've been watching a little bit more. Um, Emma's always an amazing swimmer. She does a fantastic job all the time, everything she swims. Um, we've got a new girl from uh, ACGC, Natalie Kent, um, really showing up and, and showing us what she's got. Um, you know, wasn't sure what she could do. She comes comes here from uh, Denver, Colorado. So, you know, I was kind of excited. You know, you hear about Colorado swimmers, and they're usually pretty good. So I was pretty excited about that. And, and yeah, you know, she's doing a really good job for us. So that has been exciting to watch uh, through practice and then now this first meet. So. Um, that was that was a really good uh, relay that we had there. Um, you know, all of the girls are are they have done a really good job. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's a really young team, um, really new team, and uh, so you know we're we're just getting in and seeing what they got, and then we're gonna you know make headway from there. Have you had to have that conversation with any of the young girls yet that, okay, you've been swimming this event most of your life, but I see the talent in you to swim this? Has that happened yet? Um, no, I mean, we haven't had that discussion. Um, I think they all realize, you know, and they talk with the older swimmers too, and, and they know that um, I'm not that interested in what they used to swim. It's what they're going to start swimming. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, maybe they were a backstroker while they were swimming the summer league, whatever. Um, but if that's not what I need and that's not what they're, you know, really shining at, uh, I'm going to put them somewhere else and, and they're going to figure out that event instead, you know. Um, no, it, it's, you know, I, I do try to move them around quite a bit just, you know, so they get a chance to swim everything and, and see what it is they are actually good at. So, you know, it's, it's, we don't. I don't really just stick with whatever they think they swim. Lewis Central ended up beating you guys on Thursday night. How strong are they this year? Um, they are returning a lot of swimmers. Um, yeah, they they're very strong this year. They're they're going to look um, really good by the end of the season. Um, so yeah, you know the fact that they beat us. Uh, I don't remember what the score was, but anyway. Um, you know, they, they've got a lot of returning swimmers, uh, returning state qualifiers, and, and you know, that's great for him. And, you know, it kind of pushed our girls knowing that, okay, this is what competition looks like. And, and uh, you know, they, they know what they're working for now. Coach, uh, you got a collection of girls from a lot of different places. Carol, uh, Kemper, Arweva, ESAC, ACGC, South Central, Calhoun. I don't think I'm getting anybody, but um, kind of a nice mix again this year with this team. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, we get them from all around. Um, 
And, and it's great. Um, swimmers are family. It doesn't matter what town you're from. Um, they all come together for the same reason. And, uh, you know, they, so far they, they get along amazing. You know, they're there, they're, they're pumping each other up. Um, you know, just building each other up and, and they're just all having a great time together. So it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. Like the numbers you have out this year? Um, could use a few more, of course. <laughs> um, 11 is kind of a, a small number. We can't quite fill up a varsity lineup, but, um, you know, we'll make do. We, we always do. We, we've had numbers like that in the past. So, um, you know, we'll be fine with it. But, uh, you know, hopefully next year we can pick up a few more summers. What do you think the girls took out of Thursday's meet that they'll use uh, as you guys get ready to get back into the pool next Thursday? You get a home meet, you get a host at Des Moines-Lincoln. Right. Um, you know, they like I said, a lot of them were just kind of scared, nervous, you know, first high school meet, just didn't know what to expect. Um, and, and they found out that these meets run fairly quick. Um, you know, our meet lasted about an hour last night or, or Thursday night. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, you're trying to swim four events in around an hour, um, maybe a little longer if, uh, Des Moines Lincoln has some divers, but, um, yeah, so they're, they're learning that recovery is super important. You have to get in and you have to do a cool down and, and be ready to go again in within 10 minutes. So, um, you know, they're, they're learning that in a really big hurry. So, um, you know, hopefully they'll take advantage of their cool down periods. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just a lot of little things that they kind of figure out on their own and, and make adjustments. Coach, you mentioned Des Moines Lincoln and maybe divers. Do you have anybody that's thinking about doing diving this year? I do not have a single diver. No. <laughs> Um, don't know anybody who wants to dive. I uh, would love it if we had some divers, but um, not this year. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time again, as always. Uh, enjoy a rare weekend off for you this weekend, at least for the high school team. You're probably headed somewhere to watch swimming or something somewhere, but at least for the high school team, <laughs> you don't have a meet. So enjoy the weekend. Appreciate you joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Head coach Deb Danner again with the Carol Girls Swim Team. We'll be back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up here on at KCIM. Slumberland is having a contest. Now until midnight, September 29th, you can submit your name, email, and photo of your pet to 1380kcim.com for a chance to win a brand new Lazy Boy recliner. They'll select a winner September 30th during our live sports broadcast. Hi, this is Dr. Rick Godding. Join me here on KCIM at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings where I talk about orthopedics and whatever else really comes to mind. We have a good time on the show, and we would like to invite you to join us. Listen this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on KCIM for the St. Anthony Hospital Orthopedic Show with Dr. Rick Godding. For more information about St. Anthony Orthopedics, go to stanthonyhospital.org or call 794-5536. MC Country Cafe Coaches Show continues here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM at KCI. Again, every Saturday morning through the fall and winter sports season, we'll talk with all of the coaches from Carroll High and, of course, Kemper Catholic. And right now we're going to talk a little Kemper volleyball as head coach Rusty Wintermote is joining us. And, Coach, good to catch up with you again. You know, it is always a pleasure to talk to a fellow Nebraska fan, but uh, <laughs> it is always good to talk to you because it seems like we have 
uh, great conversations about the kids and uh, the programs and, and even all the other sports that you, you uh, like to be involved with. But thank you for uh, letting me be a part of this. Well, Coach, a good thing Husker volleyball doing well. Hopefully Husker football plays <laughs> a little bit better today than last well, week. But let's talk Kemper right now. I, the first thing i got to ask is I always wonder on this stuff. Rankings came out. You guys were ranked in, in, the, in week one. You, you dropped down to number 15 in the rankings that came out on Thursday afternoon. Do you pay attention to the rankings at all, or is that something that you and the girls just kind of brush off and don't worry about at this point of the year? You know, here's what's nice is that the girls have not talked about even week one and now week two. I have not heard them talk about it. I think it's more of an ego thing. You're always glad that you're rated because people notice you. But in the end, you know it. It doesn't mean a hill of beans until you get to the end of the season. Um, and, and it's more of an honor thing. And I think Camper, as strong as it's been with the leadership it had before I, uh, allowed the program to be consistently looked at as a top ten program. Um, you know, I kind of expected. I actually thought might we might drop out um, because South Central dropped out uh, and they beat us. I didn't notice that South Harden got in there yet, uh, but uh, I. It it's fun to think about, uh, but I have not heard the girls talking about it all. So we have not uh, talked about it other than maybe in practice. Let's make sure we're playing like everybody thinks we should be able to play or practice. And those might be the only comments in regards to rankings, but nothing as far as us having that. We're excited to be at this position, and you know, it, it, it know they know it's a long season. We hope to continue to be there, and I think. Um, it's it's for the fans uh, more than anything else. You know, you and I have done that so many times, looking at our rankings for our favorite teams. But uh, it's for the fans, and hopefully, it makes the fans proud of who the program is and, and what these kids will be able to do. Coach, you mentioned South Harden and South Central Calhoun. I was going to start with the Humboldt tournament last week. I'll start with those two. Uh, those were the two losses last weekend. I knew that South Harden was the game we talked last week. You guys really wanted that. The girls had kind of circled that one. Um, a 23-21 loss in the first set. Did that kind of get into the girls' minds? Did that hinder you guys at all in that second set? I think it did. And here's and I they were very disappointed. So they're, I call it mojo. Their mojo, we came out in game two and just didn't look very sharp. But I always say those early games, uh, we just need to grow and learn from them. But, yeah, the South Harden one was a tough one. They're still a very respectful program. Uh, they're still doing very well right now. Um, you know, the I, we, we talked about stats, and, and we got into the girls' minds is that, you know, we had 11 service errors in that first game. And when you have 11 service errors, errors you know, if you're batting 500, you're, you're off to a good start. But when you're serving and you have that many errors, um, it's going to be hard to beat anybody. So uh, we just had to try and mentally get them past that. And, again, we didn't know the total numbers until we got done. But um, they competed well with them in that first game. We just gave too many points away. Uh, and then they, they just took it at us in the second game. We, we fell asleep. And, and uh, so – uh, hopefully they'll have another opportunity to play them again uh, as we move forward. South Central Calhoun was another one that we we just we didn't step up to the plate, and you know they had a day where they everything was clicking for them. Um, we did not play our attackive aggressive style like you saw the other night against uh, Clarenda. We just kind of hoped it got over and hoped it stayed in place, and we're a team that. 
when you start hoping, not a lot of positive things are going to happen. We have to we have to be the will, and uh, that's one game, one match that they're looking forward to try and uh, prove that they were better than the first meeting when we see them on September 10th. So they're going to bounce back, and I believe since during that tournament they really found a way to understand how they need to play. Um, you know, they had a good outing against Humboldt. Uh, they had an up-and-down outing against Grandview Christian, but ended up pulling that one out. Uh, and then Fort Dodge, we just really dominated and, and allowed a lot of kids to get some time in. Uh, so there were a lot of good things that happened, but we just, the only thing we stayed after it was all done. Today does not mark how we're going to end. Today just began what we need to work to to get to where we want to be and, and, and reach your goals. So don't worry about today. Record, yes, you'd like to bend 6-0. and You're 4-2. We're going to survive and we're going to get better. And I believe that's, that's happening. They're getting better. They're, they're starting to click. They're, and uh, I'm seeing the positive outcomes from the small things that we talk about. So there were good things that happened in the loss, but there were also some uh, – there's also that desire to, to come back and play some people again just to prove that we're better than we were the first time. Coach, your first four or five days of the season were very busy. You had the six-game Saturday up at Humboldt, went 4-2, and two, as you said. Uh, the other victory you had was Spirit Lake up there. You came back Monday, went over to Jefferson, took on Greene County and Boone. I thought that third set against Greene County after dropping set number two, you come out, you really dominated 15-6, to six, maybe set the tempo for the rest of the season. That was kind of the team I expected to see this year. And then I saw them on Tuesday night as you guys just rolled over Creston. Yeah, that uh, the Boone was a good a good chance for us to kind of explore different hitting situations with kids, and we exploited that on. Um, we did that again against Greene County. Uh, started moving more of Casey Peters out to the left side, and uh, you know when you move kids around, you got to expect some growth errors, and we had them in that game too. We just didn't look real crisp. Uh, went back to where went back to more of a solid one where you're always going to hit here, you're going to hit here, you're hit here, um, and that really showed um, with the consistency. So we, you're right. Uh, I I believe that game three was something that uh, we can use to ex, you know expand on what we're able to do right now because our server seed was actually very very positive, um, and then that just led to really. Uh, a quicker attack. We had a little more quicker tempo. Uh, as a coach, you always like to get faster, faster with, with some control. Uh, and then that just kind of bled over into Creston. And, and uh, Creston was a spirited little team. They they uh, did their best. They just didn't have the block up front. And Sophie and Casey uh, and Franny, Lauren, all the hitters uh, took advantage of that. And we played a little bit faster. But we played with a we're putting our will upon you. And Ashlyn had one of her best nights of serving, or not serving, setting. And Macy came in and did a nice job. She had a, a nice, consistent night. And Carson got to uh, enjoy a little bit of time as a center. So uh, it was fun to see uh, the ability to get a lot of kids into play and to see that we, we didn't take a step backwards because sometimes you worry about that. Uh, I, I believe we have a, a group of 15 kids that are, I'm sorry, 17 kids that really – are going to have to figure out they're going to be needed somewhere during that season. And uh, so it's, it's been fun to see us 
continue to build and basically demonstrate. And we had a great home crowd. That was a blast. Well, Coach, I tell you what, 7-2 and two to start the season. Uh, a lot of teams probably really, really happy with that. I have a feeling this group uh going to continue to dig and get better, and, and they certainly will. You guys get the weekend off. Enjoy a weekend free. Uh, best of luck. you got Clorinda and Dennison over at Dennison Slash Week on Tuesday. Best of luck on Tuesday, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, Mr. Blankman, can I throw out one more thought? Absolutely. I want to uh, send out our prayers uh, to Ava Pelody. She has decided to hang up the shoes, and uh, she is getting uh, her ACL uh, tear from last spring repaired. Uh, so the girls are going to miss her. Um, it hasn't gone the way that she had hoped, uh, but hopefully I'll be able to find a new role for her uh, within the program and still be a part of the team, which is what the girls want her to be able to do. So uh, as of this morning, uh, it has been decided that Ava's going to has to retire and, and get her knee taken care of. And uh, so as you see her, uh, as the people hopefully here in this coaching show, um, if you see Ava, please give her her best wishes, your best wishes, and, and a successful surgery on the torn ACL. Well, Coach, we appreciate that, and we send our best out to Ava, and hopefully everything goes well. Great young lady got a chance to coach her in clubs, so know her very well, and hopefully things will work out for her with her knee. So, again, we're going to step away. We'll take a break. Back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaching Show coming up next here on KCIM. Okay, so how crazy high are these gas prices right now, right? I mean, I filled up my car the other day, and I thought for that price, I could buy a couple of pairs of Skechers and pretty much walk everywhere. Plus, unlike gas, not only Skechers affordable, they also last a really long time. Skechers are extremely durable, and many are machine washable. And they're so comfortable. With comfort features like Skechers' famous air-cooled memory foam, relax-fit, wide-fit, arch-fit, plus so many other fits and features. Find your perfect pair of Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're speaking another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than... Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. You don't farm just for you. There's generations before you and generations to come after. You live up to a legacy as much as you build one for the future to come. That's why the all-new Gleaner S9 Series Combine Blend Technology and know-how gives you the very best in control, comfort, and combine performance. It's the next generation of Gleaner for the next generation of farming. Visit one of our locations in Irwin, Corning, or Pocahontas, or visit us online at robinsoninfluent.com. The all-new S9 Series from Gleaner, built with farmer in mind. Let's talk a little Carol Volleyball here this morning on the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Again, every Saturday morning, 8 until 9 o'clock here on at KCIM. We've got head coach Michaela Klink joining us right now. And, Coach, good to catch up with you again. Yep, good morning. Coach, uh, you guys uh, get today off, uh, you know, finally a Saturday off after last week having to head down to Bondurant Farrar for their tournament, uh, which is always a long one, and it sounded like this year just a little bit longer. And then Tuesday you guys came home for a match with uh, Gilbert. Uh, it played pretty well the way it sounded last Saturday. Let's start there. How did you feel like you guys played and what stood out for you about the Tigers? Yeah, um, so we went 3-2 and two on Saturday um, I felt like we were kind of starting to come together. Um, our hitters and our setters were really meshing well together. 
Um, and then as well as our defense, too. They were reading each other, which helped us, helped us out a lot. I know you spend a lot of time in the preseason uh, and in the summer kind of working on the defense and stuff. What stood out for you? You mentioned the communication, but what else stood out for you about how, how they played and who played well in the back row for you? Um, I would say Madison Tuning is just taking charge in that um, libero position, and um, she's talking to the hitters. She's um, talking to the other back row players, and I think the other back row players are um, learning to rely on her back there. We talked a little bit last week as well about you guys in Bondurant. For our, you also saw North Polk once they repooled everybody after the, the original pool of the day. But uh, you, you, you had to play two conference teams. Uh, do you like that, or would you prefer to, to maybe not have to see conference teams at the tournament here so early in the season? Um, I think we would prefer to not play conference teams so early in the season because we're getting things figured out. Um, and then also you get to see kind of like a different style of volleyball um, from other teams too but I mean luckily it is early in the season so we're not giving too much away. Both of the losses last weekend came to uh, Bondurant for our and North Polk two of the top programs along with you guys of course in the conference. How did you feel like you played against them and what can you take away from those for the matchups later in the year? Yeah I felt like we started strong with Bondurant. We did take the first set mm-hmm. um, and then they just they um, really riled up their big hitter and they have a super tall middle and we were just struggling to get around that block um and then by the time we played um north polk it was like six at night and so the girls legs were just dead so it'll be um fun to get to play them when we're fresh on tuesday yeah, we'll talk about that matchup coming here in just a moment as you guys uh, travel down to North Polk, like you said, coming up this Tuesday. Wins, though, last weekend over uh, Fort Madison, Williamsburg, and even a nice win over a, a 5A school in Ames. So had to be pleased with the way the girls played there. What was the difference, do you think, in those matches? Um, I think just the confidence and uh, working together and um, our coverage was really good too on our hitters and we're able to do some scrappy things who stood out for you at the net who was who was hitting the ball well um i think shay sonard had a really great day um so did caitlin aiden and olivia roetter is really stepping into um her position as a sophomore as a middle hitter that's a tough transition sometimes going from freshman ball last year, maybe a little JV into the varsity. Uh, any nerve for her early on, and how quickly did she settle in? No, yeah, I was actually talking to her mom about that this morning. She's just so even-keeled, and um, nothing phases her. <laughs> so she's just stepping into it and owning it. Yeah, I, I can see that from her. I'm getting to know her a little bit, and I remember talking to her at Media Day, and, and, and she came over and kind of told me to, to tease her dad a little bit, uh, and that's that's rare for a kid to do that, but I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Coach, what did you take away overall from the tournament that you think will help you in future tournaments this season? Um, that we needed to condition more, so we were um, <laughs> stronger throughout the day. Um just because that tournament is so long, we ended up not getting home till like after nine. Um, and also, our serves we needed we need to practice more on um, high pressure serving so we can um, be a more consistent serving team. Coach, you mentioned North Polk coming up Tuesday, uh, back into the conference hunt. Um, what are you looking at? What did you learn about them, uh, and what stood out about North Polk on Saturday that you can use coming up Tuesday? 
yeah, they're just solid all around, just like all the other teams in our conference. Um, so we need to be scrappy. We also need to um, be more consistent at the net because that really um, it was something we struggled with on Tuesday. And I think if we fill in all of those um, things that we were lacking, um, we could really pair up well with North Polk. Coach, you mentioned the Tuesday match. It almost slipped my mind that you played Gilbert again uh, Tuesday in a Raccoon River Conference meet. Home opener, probably some nerves and some excitement to get the home portion of the season going. Uh, I know you went out uh, and uh, you got the first set, but then uh, dropped a three after that. Um, what was the difference in that first set maybe compared to the next three? Yeah, they were just, they had adjusted to us, um, and they were finding those holes in our defense, and um we just weren't adjusting as well to them. I know last year you talked a lot about kind of getting touches and, and trying to work on the block. How do you feel like that did here through the first uh, six, seven games of the season? Um, I think we we are. it's just something we're constantly working on. Blocking is so hard um, because you can't get to the same spot every time. Um, it's a learning curve because you have to adjust to your hitters. So um, it's getting there. The girls are mastering um, that swing block, um, but it's something we're constantly working on. Coach, anything surprise you so far here in the early part of the season? Um, just how well the girls get along with each other, and um, we have a deep bench, um, and just how easily you can tell someone to go in and they're going to own that spot. Is that that's got to be beneficial for you as this season goes on? A lot of these kids probably capable of playing more than one position for you. Yeah, it's so hard because we have so many lineups that we could do and I feel like we could be successful at. Um, So that will definitely benefit us if one person is off. um, We have someone that can help us out. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us here. Enjoy a Saturday off. You don't get a lot of those throughout the volleyball season. So we appreciate you joining us here this morning. Enjoy the weekend and best of luck. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, thank you. You bet. Head coach Michaela Clank again with the uh, Carroll Volleyball Program. Back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show coming up next here on at KCIM. It's that time of the year for comfort food, and you can always count on MC's Cafe for just that, along with fast, friendly service. Whether you're stepping in for a rich cup of coffee or their delicious daily special, stop in today and try a slice of homemade pie, a cup of soup, or their all-day breakfast. MC's Country Cafe, your stop for great food. Locally owned and operated for over 25 years, MC's is located on Highway 30 East in Carroll. We are back here at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. We're talking right now with the cross-country head coach, Thomas Nelson, who is a very happy man on this Saturday morning after an outstanding event for both the girls and the boys on Thursday over at West Central Valley. Coach, uh, two championships for the teams, uh, one individual championship uh, and several more top five and, and top ten, top twenty finishes for you guys, both the girls and boys. So appreciate you joining us here today, and congrats to a great start to the season. Thank you very much, and it's always good to talk to you. Coach, let's start off with the boys. Uh, they brought home the championship, knocking off I-35. Kemper, you guys had 39 points. I-35 finished in second with uh, 49 points. So uh, a really strong showing. You and I were chatting here during the commercial break that uh, you know your top seven all finished in the top 22, led by Ryan North, who finished in second, and Jacob Graving in third. But a really strong performance, especially considering you had three freshmen running uh, in your top seven. 
Yeah, it, it, and actually, it was four four in the top seven. I probably misspoke earlier. We had uh, Thomas Pottebaum got 10th, uh, Fletch Bading 11th, David Wiederin uh, 13th, and Jacob uh, McCarter 22nd. Um, and they just, all, all four of those kids, uh, I, I thought, had really great races. Um, we spoke the day before about, you know, lots of our kids, I, I totally get it, they love wearing watches. Um, and, and knowing, you know, this is where I'm at at this mile. Um, and I asked uh, for this meet, we're going to take the watches off and we're going to worry more about our place and, and running a race that feels good to us. Um, and, and all four of those guys uh, really got after it and seeing, hey, uh, we're about the two-mile mark, there were some important kids ahead of them that they had to catch, um, and, and they competed. They, they did what they had to do over that last mile uh, to pass some kids, and it really had a, a important effect uh, on our final score. Uh, I-35s, I fourth and fifth runners, are 15 and 16. Um, we put three kids at 10, 11, and 13. Um, so that's that's a huge difference, you know, in, in the outcome. If we fall behind those guys, you know, we're looking at something different. Um, so I, I thought for freshmen, they really showed um, a lot of, uh, I guess, tenacity, really, to when you're tired to just keep going and to really compete. So I, I could not be uh, more happy with our freshman class, boys and girls, right now. And coach, uh, the two leaders of the team, Ryan North and Jacob Graving, uh, finishing second and third, they were up with that front pack, kind of helping to set the tempo and, and the speed of the race. Yeah, uh, Ryan and Jake did a really good job getting out. You know, they're, they're our team leaders. Uh, that, that course, it really gets narrow pretty quick. You've probably got 200, 250 meters where you go from, uh, you know, a wide start, and it's a, very much a, a small funnel there. Um, and Jake and Ryan got everyone out, got in position, um, and, and ran their races, and I, I think that's what we can expect from them all year. Uh, I, I like they like to run together for a while, uh, and, and they're both really strong finishers. Um, I, I know about the two mile mark. I saw Jake surround some guys, and I said, Jake, now's your time. Um, he, he's a strong finisher, and, and Ryan too. So uh, as long as we've got those two guys leading us, and, and with this young core, we're we're going to be a, a pretty fun uh, team to watch. Coach, did those two guys kind of run almost together for most of the race? Yes, for for most of the race, they they were very close together, um, and, and that's you know I I think that's a great thing. I, I loved when our our freshmen were really packed up. Same thing with Colton Hagen was with them uh, for a while. Uh, that that we kind of pack run, and I think that gives us kind of a, a little maybe swagger and a little confidence that, hey, I'm with my teammates, we got this. Um, and Jake and Ryan are, are really good at doing that together. Coach, let's flip over to the girls here real quick. Uh, again, a championship there as a team, 55 points for you guys. I-35, 21 points behind you at 76. You bring home the overall champion in Marie Day, had her running a 21-32-13, and then Julia Canny in third. Uh, you also had uh, Julia Craig, 17th, uh, Sophia Tidgren in 22nd, and Callie Fernanding finishing in 28th. So really strong showing for the girls as well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the girls just had a phenomenal night. Um, and, and it starts with Marie. Uh, I, I don't think you can underestimate how special it is for someone to win a race in cross country. Uh, there are, you know, we're, we're looking at 70 kids plus running in the race. Um, and, and for Marie to go out and get this one early in the season, I think it's just an awesome thing for her. It's an awesome thing for our team. Uh, as we were talking earlier, you know, I, I said I saw her kind of on, on the first loop a little over a mile in, and um, she looked confident, she looked strong, and, and she seemed to be setting the pace for the race. 
uh, which was really awesome. And, and Julia, you know, when, when you go one, three, good things tend to happen in cross country. Uh, and Julia did a, an excellent job. Uh, she was the clear cut number three. Um, there, uh, she kind of was with Marie for quite a while, then, then just kind of, fell back just a little, but finished really strong on her own. Uh, I think she actually, had, had there been, you know, a more crowded pack there, I think she maybe could have even got a little faster uh, of a time, but I, I think she just had an awesome race for us. Uh, Julia Craig, Sophie Titterin, and Callie uh, got our three, four, and five spots, um, and, and they all had significant improvements from their time trials on the course. Um, they all look strong. Uh, they all seemed pretty confident in their running, so... Uh, it was a, a really good night for uh, the girls, and it was awesome for both teams to be able to get a win. How large was that group, or how small was it that Marie and Julia were running in uh, at the front of the race for most of it? You know, um, first lap, you're, you're talking five or six. Uh, the, the course looped itself at about a mile point, two, uh, 1.25 miles, uh, and then it really separated where it was uh, Marie, Julia, and, and um, the second-place finisher. Um and so it became pretty clear, you know, just just about a mile and a half or so that uh, there were kind of three uh, girls really out there. And fourth, fourth was kind of on her own, too, a little ways behind Julia. Uh, but uh, like I said, after, after that first lap, I really liked where Julia and Marie were, were and how they were sticking together um, through that portion. And then, like I said, both finished strong. Coach, next Thursday you guys uh, head over to Gilbert. Uh, it's actually run at the Iowa State course, so a really nice course, uh, going to be a, a fast course and, and a good, strong field. What are you looking forward to uh, with running over at the Iowa State course at the Gilbert Invite on Thursday? Competing, just the competition. Um, I was talking to Marie this, uh, at practice, and, and she was just saying, you know, I, the first thing I said, how are your legs? They feel good. I'm ready for Gilbert ready to go and run against, you know, uh, a bit tougher competition probably. Um, and, and that really excited her. And I, and I know our boys are the same way. Our boys uh, were really excited about, hey, it's a good first step. Um, but that's, that's you know, what it is. So we're, of course, we're going to celebrate the victory, but uh, we're going to move on and focus on the next stuff and, and really try to use it as a platform to continue to improve. Um, and, and I think with the competition at Gilbert plus the course, um, that should give us a, a really good opportunity to do that. Well, Coach, we appreciate you joining us here this morning. Congratulations on a terrific start to the season, and uh, best of luck coming up on Thursday. Looking forward to catching up with you again next week. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. You bet. Head Coach Thomas Nelson again with the Kemper Cross Country team. We'll step away, take a break, back with more from the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. That's coming up next for you here on 1380 AM, 95.1 FM at KCIM. When you're looking for convenient health care close to home, Manning Regional Healthcare Center's Family Practice Clinic is here to meet all your health care needs. We offer same-day appointments if you are sick and need a quick visit to the doctor and convenient clinic hours for annual exams. Call 712-655-8100 to schedule an appointment. Manning Regional Healthcare Center, your trusted experts close to home. 
That is going to wrap things up here at the MC Country Cafe Coaches Show. Thanks very much for tuning in here today. Thanks to Mark and everybody down at MC's again have been hosting this show uh, for well over 20 years and sponsoring this show. So we appreciate Mark and everybody down there at MC's Country Cafe. Try them out sometime. They've got some great homemade food. I want to thank our coaches, Ryan Stankamp, Craig Rowetter, Deb Danner, Rusty Wintermote, Michaela Clink, and Thomas Nelson, all for joining us here today. Thank you as well for tuning in and listening. We'll get a podcast podcast of this up on the website uh, yet this morning where you can check it out there. Volleyball tournaments today. Audubon at the South Central Calhoun Tournament up in Rockwell City. Arweva 